0: The Kingston Richmond Youth Council and Youth Out Loud Mental Health podcast. We will be covering topics including exams, schoolwork, and stigma. Please note, this podcast includes a discussion around topics that some listeners may find upsetting. So, how was home learning for you?
1: I'm going to use the word interesting again. Um, it was a challenge. I am not the sort of person that worked well at home anyway, regardless of pandemic or not. I was always the sort of person that from about year eight, I would make use of the fact that my school was open till about half five, six in the evening. And I would stay at school and do all my homework and then come home. And I did that for my GCSEs as well. I did a lot of my revision at school and then came home. And home was very much a place where I could switch off. Having to then switch in the space of probably about a week From the idea of I can stay on site until later in the afternoon, the evening to get all this done, to, oh no, I've now got to do all of this in a space that I spent five years sort of socialising myself not to work in, was a challenge. Um, So that was the main thing. And I knew that going in. I On the last day of school, I asked one of my teachers, look, how do I do this? And rightfully, they turned around and went, I've got no idea because no one has ever had to do it before. No one has ever had to switch that quickly from fully doing something in one place and then doing it all online in a different space with different rules and different expectations and just loads of uncertainty. So home learning was interesting. I found it slightly easier once it got going in the first lockdown in sort of May, June last year. Because once my school got a hang of what they were doing, they did it quite well. I've got to give them credit. They they mm. made sure that we were getting online lessons as well as just tasks set. They made sure that they were available pretty much any time we needed them over email. They made sure that they were responding to Teams messages. They were pretty on it in terms of if you needed help. But, I found second lockdown a lot harder. And I don't know whether that is just because I had COVID or because by this point, the novelties and the easiness of online learning had worn off. I was now sort of in an exam year. There was a lot more pressure on us. We had no idea what was happening with exams. We had no idea what we were expected to do in that lockdown. And that massively affected my schoolwork. As well. And I found myself slipping behind. I found that in September as well, trying to adjust from home learning, which I just about adjusted to in July, to then going back to the classroom full time in September and probably having about a week to completely readjust to that way of working again before everything fully kicked in with with year 13 it was, it was quite challenging. And there was sort of a bit of worry at school that not just me, but some of my other friends were struggling with that more than you'd expect sort of your average year 13 to struggle at the start of the year. And there was a lot of concern about that. That was then amplified by the January lockdown. And the uncertainty and everything surrounding that made home learning so much harder and so much harder to get your head around, so much harder to deal with the content, to know exactly what was expected of you. And it was just, for me, it turned into a bit of a recipe for disaster. I know a lot of my friends really thrived with home learning and found that it was actually better for their mental health because they didn't have the stresses of being in a classroom. If they didn't get something, they didn't have to, if they were embarrassed about not understanding something in class, they could quietly look it up and sort of teach themselves it or go over things at their own pace. And that was brilliant. But for those people like me that really struggled with it, it just made it 10 times worse having to do it a second time, when again, you just got back in the habit of changing back from online home learning to then being back in school to home to school to home to school. So yeah, it was quite hard.
0: (laughs) Have you been affected by the uncertainty surrounding exams?
1: Definitely. So the mixed messaging and things over the last year has been very confusing and very stressful. And there were points in around January when we knew exams were cancelled But then there was talk of replacing them just with different exams, different assessments, completely coursework based. And that confusion and that uncertainty was something that our teachers were just as confused and uncertain with as us. And no information was getting through. We were basically just sort of going out on a limb and we kept learning the content. I know some of the schools stopped and just decided to revise what they tried to teach over lockdowns. Um, so again, that uncertainty led to a lot of disparity between schools locally, between schools nationally, and that uncertainty, even now, I mean, we're, film- we're recording this in July, and obviously even the results day processes for GCSEs and A-levels, Some of- most of it's been released, some of it is still being ironed out, the confusions with sick form and university admissions, with the longer lasting effects of what these grades are going to do to us. Hopefully employers will still take them as seriously, us and the year before us, so the class of 2020, I think are worried about what our grades actually mean and make just making sure that this the fact that we were unlucky I suppose enough to be the classes of 2020 and 2021 doesn't permanently hinder us and that uncertainty i think is driving a lot of people my age slightly crazy
0: stigma has been discussed rather a lot in the media especially breaking down stigma related to people's mental health what do we mean when we say the word stigma when talking about mental health
2: um, so stigma in mental health is when someone sees you in a negative way because of your mental health difficulties. And then this can lead to discrimination, which is when someone treats you in a in a negative way because of your mental health.
0: Have you been affected by stigma in relation to your mental health? And has last year changed this stigma?
1: Somewhat. So a lot of the friends that I've got that know that I sort of struggle with my mental health have always been very open with me. They've always been very caring and conscious and trying to avoid stigma and sort of discrimination as much as they can. And I've got to give them credit for that because they have been brilliant. Some of them have been somewhat less conscious and there is definitely some stigma around, especially because I'm quite a stressy person. I like to be in control of things and I like to know what's going on, which COVID and lockdowns completely obliterated. And that is partially why I think I've struggled so much with it because I just had no idea what was going on and I was completely out of control. A lot of people sort of take the mick out of it a little bit, turn it into a bit of a joke, which sometimes I'm all right with, but occasionally it goes too far and then that's when I start to feel even more sort of stressed and things start to make it worse but I would argue that especially now there is a lot of talk in the media and among people about mental health and about young people's mental health and I think we are moving in the right direction to reduce this stigma and reduce the discrimination that it can cause but I think there is still a long way to go. I'm talking today because I've got to a place where I'm comfortable to talk about what I'm feeling and sort of my story with things. I know there are a lot of young people who will feel that they are sort of subject to sort of stigma and potentially subject to discrimination that may not feel as comfortable as I've sort of become to talk about this sort of thing. And I think it's just being conscious that The more we reduce this stigma and hopefully coming out of lockdown will help that if people are talking about mental health in a way that makes it clear that it's not something to be ashamed of it's something that everyone struggles with some of us more than others but it's something that people hopefully in the last year have realized that This is not how we need to live. We can be happier. We can be healthier. We can be less stressed. We can be less worried. Hopefully, coming out of lockdown gives us a chance to reset and to learn from the last year and to make sure that stigma continues to be reduced with mental health in general as well as sort of young people's specific mental health issues. And I think hopefully... These next few years will be really, really good in terms of setting up proper, proper, a proper culture of talking about mental health and encouraging people that and telling them and reminding them that you're not alone.
2: I think you're right. I think it's the one good thing that's come out of COVID. Really, is this com- this big conversation, isn't it, that's been sparked about about mental health? It's just really. There's been so much um, awareness and so much talk about it in the media, and like hearing, um, kind of pop stars and um, members of the royal family, even sports stars, kind of coming out and talking much more openly about their their mental health has been just really fantastic to hear because it really helps normalize it for people doesn't it that actually yeah like you said we all have mental health and it doesn't matter what background you're from what age what gender what race what culture it really doesn't matter we all have mental health and sometimes that's worse and sometimes that's better and the best thing we can do is to talk about it and raise awareness so that we don't feel alone with it so yeah I'm I'm absolutely with you there on being hopeful that there's some kind of some move in the positive direction there Um, and hopefully that will come with kind of more people seeking help Um, but also some you know some more um, some more support and funding for services and people that are um, that are able to offer the help as well because um, people need the people there to talk to uh, families friends but also professionals so um, yeah we can keep our fingers crossed absolutely What has
0: been the hardest
2: part for you? Um, oh, well, gosh, it's all been hard in different ways, is not it? Um, I think for me, the hardest part has been the relentlessness of it um, and just the constant sense of uncertainty, kind of making plans just to have them cancelled again due to someone in the house having to isolate um, or restrictions suddenly changing in a different direction. That's just been incredibly frustrating um, and has made me feel pretty angry at times, I have to say. Um, And, um, yeah, that's been really hard. But I think it's just seeing how much the pandemic has just affected people, friends, family, colleagues, and obviously all the children, young people that have been referred to our services. It's just so tough, so tough to see. Um, And, yeah, and that's been a, a long journey now. So, um i hope that we can start to see some some change in a positive direction now
1: yeah i think the hardest part for me at least has been the uncertainty and not knowing how long it's going to last what's going to happen it again like you said if the plans that you've made for tomorrow are even going to be able to go ahead and it's that that i'm really looking forward to getting back to getting back some some certainty and even if whatever we call normal this time of the year isn't what we called normal two years ago, if it's got less uncertainty than this, I will be happy.
0: What support can young people access locally and nationally?
2: Well, that's a good question and a really important question. Um, so I think just going back to the stigma um, and increasing awareness, I think the, the firstly, the most important thing is that for people to feel that they can talk about them about mental health and encourage themselves, encourage and encourage friends and other people to seek support when they don't feel great in themselves, rather than stigmatise and uh, making people feel worse about themselves. So that's the first thing, isn't it? And look, support doesn't always mean having to be referred to a professional service. I think it, you can start by talking to your family and your friends. Um, for support or talk to a person that you trust whether it's like a, a teacher or a tutor or a family friend um I think within schools there is quite a lot of support available um there's you know pastoral care team there's just there's school nurses there, a lot of schools have counsellors embedded within the school and a lot of the schools locally now have um have some uh, um, clinicians that are from the Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services actually embedded within the schools called the Mental Health Support Teams. So, the first thing to do is to speak to a kind of a trusted teacher in your school about how you can access that support, um, or you can speak confidentially to a school health worker, like a school nurse. Um, and Of course, you can also visit your GP to talk through how things are going for you and talk talk through the options that are available for you for support so they can either support you with ongoing visits but also by making a referral to a counselling service um and by signposting you to kind of good resources for for looking after yourself um and and kind of on, on with that there's loads of great websites out there you know there's there's the young minds website there's um the On My Mind website by the Anna Freud Centre. There's loads on those kind of just those two as an example. There's loads of supportive resources and tips about mental health for young people and their families, including like videos um, with ideas about how to look after yourself. Um, And then um, there's also... um, the Reading Well Scheme at local libraries. I know they've been shut for a long time, but you can still access libraries now. I think they're starting to open, certainly online. Um, but they have they've got a kind of a um, a books on prescription kind of uh, scheme for um, for young people with books specifically fiction and non fiction, um, sort of self help books on lots of different mental health problems. Um, in terms of kind of wanting to speak to somebody, there's lots of these websites um, have got free supportive helplines. So, it's good to tap into those and and use the support available um, that's out there. So, national lines such as Childline, um, and there's also a crisis text message service, I know, via the Young Minds website. Um, and, a, and there's also a good website um, called Papyrus Um which has a um, which is a suicide prevention charity for young people, and they have got a um, a, a helpline called the Hope Line um, UK, um, where you can talk to somebody about um, struggling with thoughts about self harm. Um, and then locally, we have um, developed a a crisis support line um, within the South London Partnership. Um, so that's available to provide crisis advice and support for any young person um, or their family who live in South London, and that includes Kingston and Richmond. So you can call them evenings and weekends and bank holidays um, all, all year round. So um, I think we're going to put all these numbers on um, on the your website, aren't we? Um, and then um, within Kingston and Richmond, there's also uh, a free online counselling service for, for young people called youthcooth.com youth, so that's a, um, a a great thing to have a look at it's it's anonymous and com, um, completely confidential um, and they provide um, counselling um, by um, live chat that's what I was the word I was looking for <laughs> um, and there's lots of resources on their website as well and then within within our services in Kingston Richmond, we've got the emotional health services, so our child and adolescent mental health services, um, but also access to general kind of youth and youth and family counselling services, so off the record and um, real talk via relate and Richmond are available. But and there's some also bereavement um, supports counselling services as well. And then we have, like I said, our 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 kind of more formal emotional health services for mild. Uh, to moderate mental health difficulties and then our um, our tier three CAM services at Tolworth and Barnes Hospital for more severe and complex mental health difficulties and then we've also got our specialist CAM services which are kind of across our, our um, southwest London and St George's Mental Health Trust which covers Kingston and Richmond and so we have a specialist eating disorder service and a specialist neurodevelopmental service um, as well as our CAMS crisis service which feed into the the hospitals. Um, so I would say the first thing to do is speak to a parent, your school, your GP about how to make a referral to these services. You can refer yourself as a young person, but it's always good to kind of, as we said before, talk um, first to someone that you trust about um, about how you're feeling. Um, and I think it's really important to know that if you are in crisis, you can visit your GP, but you can call any of those crisis lines, and there's also a, a, a Southwest London St George's emergency line um which is a open 24 hours a day so if you're feeling really unsafe in yourself you can you can call that number or you can attend your your local a&e if you're feeling really really unwell and really um like um feeling really un- unsafe in in yourself
0: what advice would you give to a young person who is struggling with their mental health have you done anything to improve your mental health
1: the most important thing that you need to do is to be honest with yourself, because I struggled with that probably more than anything else. I was trying to convince myself that it was fine, that it was just sort of teenage stress. And when lockdown came along, it was very easy to sort of just tell myself, oh, no, it's just lockdown. You're just confused and things like that. But then it took me about September. I sort of sat down and went, no, this this is a bigger problem. This is something that I've been living with for way too long. I have a dreadful habit of bottling up feelings and bottling up emotions and lockdown shook that bottle until the top came flying off. And as soon as I was getting towards being honest with myself, being able to be honest with a teacher at my school, who was then able to sort of link me up with some of the services that my school offered using those probably well, weekly but for most of the year and having them well, on on standby almost as somebody that I knew I could go and talk to if things if things weren't going well was a massive massive help probably in about March I then started looking for something a little bit more because I've I'm moving on with school. I'm not going to have that sort of support systems there. So I knew that I could not go back to having nothing. I knew that I had to set something up for myself and my school were really supportive with that. So I sort of self-referred to a service and went through an assessment and I'm now making real steps towards making sure that I am in a better place than I was a year ago.
0: How are you feeling about lockdown ending and the new normal?
2: It's it's been a long road, as we've said, um, and I just um, would like to be able to see people a bit more freely. Um, I definitely like my children to be able to go to school without the risk of um disruptions and isolations that's the key thing for me is uh uh, for my children but all the children that I work with to try and have some normal normality back to their to their school life because I think that the 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 knock-on effect of that on on their mental health will be will be huge and um yeah once things start to get more settled and more into routine I think people will start to be able to feel much better um in themselves that's my hope anyway
1: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to sort of being less restricted and being able to sort of take the next steps in my life, unencumbered by COVID and being able to have a proper sort of uni experience. that I know a lot of my friends missed out on this year and for a lot of my friends to then be able to do things that they haven't been able to do this year. And but I think it's important that we recognise that there are a lot of people, young, old, everything in between that this is a time of complete uncertainty and worry and I think we do need to be conscious that while some of us are running ahead and grabbing life by whatever we can get we have to be cautious and careful and conscious of those around us and making sure that we're not making them uncomfortable or pushing them to do things that they're not quite ready for And that by coming out of lockdown, we're not making people's mental health worse. Because after the year we've had, that is not the way to end it. So I think we've just got to be conscious that this new normal needs to be more accommodating of people with slightly poorer mental health. And that we need to make sure that the lessons that we've learned this year around how hard being socially isolated is and how hard complete disruption and uncertainty are and how much we've sacrificed and suffered we've just got to make sure that we learn from it and that this new normal is the is almost better than the normal we had before
0: we would like to thank our guests rachel and abby for taking their time to be here for sharing their insight and experiences with us if you or someone you care about has been affected by any of the issues raised in the podcast today, then visit yourweb.info for a list of organisations and services that may be able to help you. You can follow Youth Out Loud on Twitter, at Youth Out Loud, and Instagram, at youth underscore out loud. Follow KR Youth Council on Twitter and AFC underscore KR Youth Council on Instagram. Thank you for listening. And if you are interested in podcasts about issues facing young people, please check out the other episodes of Y'all Talks and the Youth Voices podcast. Stay safe.